Welcome back Rebels to another episode of Isolation, a mini-series from Creative Rebels where we talk to the creatives behind the cameras. In this episode I catch up with commercial photographer and previous guest Toby Shinobi. We talk about being good to yourself and making the most out of lockdown. If you go a year forward and look back you wish you started today. Click onto YouTube, learn a new skill, you know, crocheting, uh, design, you know, whatever it is. Just Take some time every day to just do a little thing. How's it going, man? Yeah, good. How you Thanks doing? Thanks for having me. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How's it been since the last time we chatted? Um, I don't know. It's mixed. So I, I guess I saw you in September of last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess since then I have, I got my green card. Oh, um, nice which is one. cool. So you can um, stay now, man. I can stay now. Um, <laughs> obviously, interesting times to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I got really, really busy at work after I saw you last. Obviously, I have my nine to five and then my freelance work was really, really busy. I think I was busy when I saw you as well. I was yeah. there for um, a job with, I think, Uniqlo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was also doing stuff for Samsung at the same time. So it was just like, it was a lot. And then I think towards the end of um, the year, I just took a, I had to take a chill um you know just just relax and stuff because you know with the creative stuff you can get really really um just burnt out i do think it's kind of like a muscle and i feel yeah. like you sometimes have to just take time to to just recharge um and what, and I think, what kind of stuff do you do to recharge so i think when it comes to like creativity i feel like similarly to food like you can use the analogy right like mm-hmm. you you're producing a certain amount of um stuff and you need to consume stuff so I was fortunate at the end of that period where I was really, really busy to go to Basel in Miami. Mm-hmm. And it was just like being around other creative people and being around people who were inspiring, um, just seeing um, artwork, which was stuff that I wouldn't otherwise see and just taking time to chill. I watch a lot of anime, you know, listening to music, all that kind of stuff, just, just consuming um, so that I can kind of, you know, internalize it, you know, percolate on it and then just like produce something which is kind of, essentially my mix of everything that I've consumed. Yeah. Cause I kind of find like, for me, like f- creativity is a great tool to kind of relax and be mindful if it's just kind of taking your mind off it. But as soon as it becomes like your job or your living, you kind of just go like full into it and then you need some way to escape the creativity. And I found quite a lot recently, like I've just started like drawing and painting again because mm-hmm. I got so into just consuming, creating stuff all the time. That I needed something to just detach that didn't have like that, kind of income drive yeah absolutely i i definitely when i was coming up um in my kind of creative career and um i guess on instagram i met a few people who were very mindful of being protective of making money off their creative they didn't want to mix the two of them because they felt that it would um detract from their love of photography and i've always respected that um i guess i came to a decision where i was like this is something i really want to do for the rest of my life um, and in order for me to get to that next level of being able to um, hone my craft, I knew I needed to spend more time on it. But I knew I couldn't spend more time on it because um, obviously I had bills to pay and I you know, have to eat and all that kind of stuff, responsibilities. So I knew that I would have to somehow commercialize this thing, which I loved so much. And so that's what I, I spent that time doing, making sure I made my work, which was, um, I think I may have mentioned this to you guys before, like I wanted to have... Um, work which was stuff that I liked 
and then stuff that was commercially sound and then anything in the middle is where i kind of try to make sure that the work that definitely that ends up on instagram fell within that kind of um creative remit because I want to do this as long as I can, you know, to get paid to do something you enjoy doing as a blessing. And so you got to do as much as you have to preserve that. Have lots of respect for people who don't want to commercialize their work, but I got to eat and I want to do the things that I want to do. So, you know, you got to find that balance. So for someone who doesn't know who you are, if they haven't heard our previous episode, like how would you describe your work, like your style of photography and then how you got into it as well? So um, I guess if you if you're not familiar with me, Toby, Toby Shinobi, um, my work is very focused on uh, perspective, symmetry, geometry, um, and I I like to explain to people that it is a reflection of me trying to find this balance that me as a person I've I've, I've been constantly trying to find balance in my life, and so my work tries to reflect that. Is that is that chase. And, that, and that's the kind of voice um, that I found doing my work. I, I kept on asking myself, why do I like shooting these things? And why, why, why do I keep on gravitating back to this, this symmetry? And when I um, kind of went into myself and thought about like my upbringing, I thought about things which were really important to me, balance and equilibrium have always been things um, which I've um, wanted to achieve. Um, why do you think that those two things have been so important to you? I guess growing up in East London and then having the upbringing that I had as a young black male, um, you often have to, um, you kind of often have to walk in two worlds, which is unfortunate, but Will Smith has kind of, you know, alluded to this on a couple Mm. of occasions. There's, there's times when he's around, um, you know, predominantly black people and there's a way in which he feels he needs to be perceived. And there's times when he's around predominantly um, non-black people and there's a way he, he needs to be perceived and it's unfortunate that you know you sometimes have to code switch and i know there's going to be code switching in, in other cultures as well like you know you know whether it be class whether it be um you know religion or you know mm. whatever it is but my, my personal um experiences have felt like when i'm in certain settings certain professional settings i have to be a certain way um and then it's like finding that that fine line where it's like this is this version of Toby, this is this version of Toby and like what, what lies in between, you know? Um, and so my work kind of reflects that. And, and that's, and that's the voice, um, which I, that's the lens, which I've put all my work um, up until now. And so regarding your process, what does kind of a shoot look like from leaving the door to having something edited? Uh, interesting enough, um, I'd say like, when it comes to kind of stuff that I like to shoot, um, a lot of the work um, goes into goes into play before I've even left the house because mm. um, especially now that I'm a commercial photographer, as in I work in an ad agency where um, I shoot every day, my relationship with photography has changed. So um, whereas before I used to have this itch to go out and shoot because that itch is constantly being scratched by, by work, um, now I only really go and shoot personal stuff if I know um, that I'm going to get, um, what I want. So I, I don't shoot as often as I used to, I shoot less now personally than I did when I was not a professional photographer. I, I had this, this burning desire to kind of like go and shoot. Um, and it's kind of funny cause I saw, um, Conor McGregor talking about like his, his process and people talking to him about like his passion for it. And he was saying that it's an obsession. Like he he was absolutely obsessed with just yeah. becoming as good as he could. And and I recognize that in him, like love him or hate him. 
um, you know, he's, he's definitely a controversial. <laughs> but like, um, I I really connected and related to him when he said that because I remember how how strong of an urge it was to go out and shoot, and how much my personality was affected when I couldn't go and shoot. There's just I, there, there was this urge within me that just needed to be to be satisfied. Um, call it a hunger, call it whatever you want. It needed to be dealt with. That hunger is that is definitely satiated now with coming up with creative ideas, photo and video for the work I do now. So just in terms of pacing myself, I'm a lot more mindful about like, you know, if I'm going to go and do this project, like what, you know, what's going to, um, what am I going to achieve? Like how mm. fruitful is this particular thing going to be? Having said that, there are times when you just need to just pick up your camera and just step out and just go and enjoy yourself. And it, it not necessarily be related to any productivity because I feel especially now with everything that's going on um, in terms of COVID. Yeah. For the people who are fortunate enough to be at home, um, people are saying, you know, you need to be productive every day and, you know, make sure you make the most of this time. And I'm not, yeah, it would be a bit of a waste to just use all this time um, just to catch up on Netflix and so on and so forth. <laughs> but, but if that's what you want to do, okay, fair enough. It's, it's a very stressful time for a lot of people. And I, I would hate to think that they are also facing another form of pressure in that, oh, I need to go and, um, you know, like read, you know, 50 books every day and yeah. all that kind of stuff as well. So I, f I feel there's, there's a, again, it goes back to the, the, the key word, there's balance. a balance to be struck. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think that's key, isn't it? It's like for everyone like who's, who's never started something because they've said they don't have time. That's one mm -hmm. thing that you do have now. So mm -hmm. I feel like you don't have to go out there and hustle like 12 hours a day on this new thing. I feel like mm -hmm. the only thing that stopped you from doing something that you might become passionate about, you might be interested in previously mm -hmm. was time. And now that's on offer to you. I feel like you should make the most of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I, the only thing I would add to that is just, you know, be kind to yourself. Mm. You know, I think regardless of what happens when we come out of it, the world is not going to be the same again. You mm -hmm. know, when you, you, you watch the news and you see that, you know, Dr. Fauci um, is saying he thinks that we should never shake hands again. Like the, the, pra the practice should just be changed. It should, we should just lose it. It's like the world is never going to be the same again, you know? Um, so, you know, this is a time to kind of, at the very least, I'd say people should evaluate like what's important to them right now. Um, unfortunately, like people are dying in like really um, unforeseen, unprecedented rates, and it's sad that some so many people are not taking it seriously. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm 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 definitely using the time to um, reflect on what's important to me and like work out like what I want to do next and so on and so forth. And yeah. you know, chances like these to connect with other creators and just see like I think I don't want to refer to it as a silver lining, but one thing that has um, been in abundance um of recent is um there's been like a another level of creativity yeah and um, people are forced to being creative in 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 like unforced in i guess never before seen ways um i really like the trend of um facetime photo shoots that's been going on yeah um i've seen some really good stuff some really quality stuff and it, again it's just showing you like the the best camera is the one that you have on you yeah you know? i've been so, doing a project recently called um isolation selfies where yeah. because I can't go and shoot, I'll just get people to send me crappy photos from their iPhones and yeah. like from the selfie camera and then I'll edit them. And yeah. it's so interesting because it's like 
the quality is obviously so low compared to what you're used to shoot like editing like you can't mm-hmm. see a single pore it's just everything's just smudgy pixels yeah yeah but no depth kind of, of field no like, yeah. it kind of forces <laughs> yeah. you into this kind of new style of creativity and like i'm there like there's no depth of field to this so how can i recreate that in photoshop how can i like play around with stuff that i wouldn't normally do in a creative yeah. way that somehow makes a good image at the end i'm doing that for a little while and then i was like actually let me try and use those same techniques on a normal edit that I would do on a high quality photo. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, whoa, this is a completely different style that I never would have found before. Yeah. If it wasn't for the lack of being able to go out and shoot. Absolutely. And those, those creative parameters like force more creativity, mm. you know, and it's, it's a really unique opportunity for us to kind of like reach into that creative bag of ours and feel like, okay, cool. What can I do to add to the conversation? What can I do to push things forward? Like what, I, I think it's a really interesting time. And those are the things I'm kind of looking forward to. Like I was really inspired by, um, like I said, I listen to a lot of music and that's something that kind of really inspires me. Yeah. And I was really inspired by Timberland and um, Swiss Beats um, who have been doing this um, series of versus battles. So they like, they started off by just having an Instagram live where they just went through their back catalog and just played their hits yeah. and like if you looked at the if you looked at the comments like people were having an amazing time and they've set up this channel called versus where they have you know various um different people kind of go up against each other and it's just i don't know if that necessarily would have happened yeah if we weren't in this time it might have but it, I, don't, I don't know and it just i got a lot of joy just watching these two people who are massively creative and have this back catalog just doing something a little bit different and it made me think, like, okay, you know, what can we do that's, that's different? And that's, that's why I love that you did this series called, you know, Isolated and stuff. I, feel, I think it was really cool for you to, um, you know, we're handed lemons and you're making lemonade with it. Exactly. So, like, yeah. Because it's like, as soon as we got the news that, say, London was going on lockdown, that same day we recorded an intro to an episode and me and David kind of joked in the intro saying, like, like this could be the last time we'll ever be in the studio. And then two hours later someone came in and basically said we're giving up this space now so we lost the studio so we're like shit like we're gonna have to find a new way to new place to record and then like we all have to go home and they have to be like well how are we going to do a podcast from home and it was like well we're now going to have to learn really really quickly and i think it's that being able to adapt quickly which is really interesting it's like having to learn quickly and learn those new learn those new skills that you haven't learned before it's like Mm. i now know how to I know so much about live streaming, which is just crazy. And just like doing audio <laughs> over like the internet. And because we'd always say that we'd, we always said that we would never do a podcast, not in person, but then this okay. has forced us into that. And we've now yeah. in the past week doing quite a few guests who are over in America. Mm-hmm. And previously that like we were planned, we planned to go to LA in this May, but obviously that's not happening now, but we're now opening up to guests all over the world that we previously wouldn't have sat to talk to. Yeah. And, it, and because you're forced to do that, I mean, it opens you up to like Asia and like so many yeah. different places now. So, yeah. And it's like, we don't have to cram them all into a certain time frame as well. It's like, we can just do this person in this country this day, this person in this country the next. Like, how have yeah, you been using this awesome. time to be creative? Has, has anything kind of changed for you? Um, I guess, again, because I have my nine to five, um, I have a certain amount of time that's pre-allocated already. I know, I know I'm going to be doing it, so on and so forth. And um, I guess, um, for freelancers, the insight I can give them from working with, uh, big companies, um, who are also facing new challenges is, 
um, we're also forced to be creative. We're also um, taking this time to think about like, okay, cool. How can we stay safe? Um, how can we create and stuff? And so I guess um, the main thing I would say is we're looking at repurposing existing assets and um, thinking about like, you know, what tools exist right now um, to make us scrappier, to make us more responsive, to make us uh, more flexible. So big or small creative, you know, you know, whether one person or a team of 10, um, everyone's having, this is, this is a game changer. Everyone's having to work out like, um, it's like someone just took the, took the cards and just shuffled everything. It's just like, yeah. everything's up in the air. No one really knows, um, what's going to happen next. Me personally, um, I've taken time to, um, look at a lot of my old work and, um, stuff from like, you know, five years ago, I've taken that stuff and I'm editing it with the skills that I have now. Cause my editing skills have obviously yeah. increased massively. And um, one thing I don't often do is pat myself on the back. And I'm, I, I'm really um, thankful that back then I had the foresight to just have um, a discipline and a photographic technique, which has meant that I'm looking at this work and it was correctly exposed back then. And it was um, shot very sharp. And also the, the equipment I was using was kind of future-proofed. Mm -hmm. So um, it's got high dynamic range. You know, I, I think I told you guys before, I've shot, I shoot with Sony. So um, all the stuff I'm re-editing um, has this, I'm able to pull out more color. I'm able to pull out more, um, tone and, and, and dynamic range. And I'm really happy that, um, I can have this kind of retrospective of my work and, um, add this kind of new, new ingredients to old stuff. Yeah. So I, I've, been, I've, been I've been doing the same thing, actually. Like I love going back through old things that I shot years ago because they were shot in raw on a good camera. And it's mm. like, yeah, you can go back and people don't look back enough and see how far they've come because mm -hmm. it's quite easy to just kind of like keep going along day by day and you, you don't really notice yourself getting better but it is when yeah. you go back and like look at a photo you took two years ago and edit it edit it side by side against one that you've got now just even yeah. in terms of like the way that styles change and stuff it's a really good way to if you can't go out and shoot to still be creative with that mm. there's definitely and, and it's interesting for me like looking back at some of the stuff and looking at dates I can see this kind of creative thread and it's taking me back to my thought process at the time when I was like, huh, so I, I, I messed around with a different color palette then. What was I going through right then that made me think, let me, let me change the color palette and so on and so forth. And it's, yes, yeah, it's, it's really interesting to look at your work and, and remember the thought process you were going through at that time or the emotions that you were feeling at the time or who was influencing you or, you know, like even, you know, like what life was like at that time. What would you say to someone who is currently sat at home now a bit kind of like lost and confused with like what way to go and what to do with themselves? I would say to anyone who's feeling like lost and, and not sure what to do with themselves, it happens to all of us. I, I think people beat themselves up for feeling bad and that's like, you know, bad squared, you know? It's like mm. bad times bad. And yeah, yeah. You, you feel like, oh, I should be positive and I should, you know, look, we all have our down periods and so on and so forth. And it's the getting up, which is the true measure of a person, I think. Um, I, you know, I, I, I went through um, after last year and having all this work um, and, and, you know, there's the, there's a side of it, which is like, yo, I'm, I'm being really, I've had a really good year, um, you know, in terms of the projects I've worked on financially, it's been cool. Um, but the, the, the other side of that is that I was just massively tired. I felt burnt out. Um, 
And so um, early part of this year, I just didn't really feel the need to produce and stuff. Um, and so I just focused on like the mental health and stuff. And just a lot of time when people think about mental health, they usually think about it in a bad way, but they never yeah. think about it in terms of like, oh, if I'm starting at zero, how do I get to a 10? We do that when it comes to our physical health. We do it like when it comes to January, we're always like, okay, cool, head to the gym, you yeah. know, get back in shape. It's like but we people, never people do it with start, the mental side of things. Start getting fit once they've had a heart attack, but they don't get, stop themselves yeah. from getting that before it starts. Yeah. It's, it's a cure rather than a prevention type mentality. And so um, uh, beginning of the year, um, I made sure to kind of focus on just getting back to, um, I guess, getting back to Toby and finding like um, a place of contentness, happiness, um, and a place where I could like create effectively again. Um, so me, uh, my brother, my best friend, my cousins, we had a group of, um, I guess, five of us and every day we would do like 100 press-ups and 100 yeah. crunches and just that sense of achievement because I would, I would try to do it every morning um, that sense of achievement just you know i'd get to work and i just feel fresh and i think um you know just i guess you know to answer the question in a shorter form um if you're feeling down um i think if you go a year forward and look back you wish you started today Mm-hmm. you know so even if it's just doing a little thing you know i'll edit one picture today or i'll do one tutorial today and you don't even have to do act you don't have to be active in the tutorial you can just watch the tutorial click onto youtube um you know learn a new skill you know crocheting uh design you know whatever it is just take some time every day to just do a little thing you know and then after 30 days the reason why i pulled up the, the push-ups is because we did it for a 30-day challenge you can build a habit Mm-hmm. So just just say I'm just going to do something small every day and build it up, build that habit, and you know, you you'd be surprised at what you can achieve just just by doing that. Yeah, I was doing a um a session the other day. Where I was like critting lots of people's portfolios, and I had like 15 minutes of each person, mm-hmm. and um, like that building a habit came up quite a few times. I was like, this is one thing you can do in this time period. If we're kind of locked up, say the next two two or three months or something. Like mm-hmm. that is time to build a habit. It only takes mm-hmm. that little bit of effort every single day. And then when we come out the other side of it and everyone's like allowed out again and all the work starts coming back, then you're already got a great mindset. You've got this great routine that you've built into yourself. Like almost like it's only a few minutes it takes every day to do those little things. But over time that accumulates into something that is completely life-changing. And I think there's yeah. a really good example. I can't remember what book it's from uh, talking about like the British cycling team. And how they mm. went to become the best in the world. And that was by increasing, like they decided to take every single part of their bike and just increase it by 1%. And then when that kind of all came together as a whole, then suddenly they were the best cycling team in the world because it wasn't trying to just make the whole thing better. It was yeah. just it all into smaller pieces, improve it all a little bit because to yeah. improve something by 1% is relatively easy. But if you try and improve the whole thing by 10%, then it's only going to fail. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's, that's interesting. I, I'm gonna have to look into that because I like I do like the idea of like incremental growth yeah. um, every day. Um, and again, just uh, you know, taking that with the notion of being kind to yourself, that balance. Because if you if you're not able to achieve what you what you want every day, that doesn't mean you know ever think it's a failure. Because yeah. again, some people have a tendency to kind of flip the whole table over when things don't necessarily go their way. It's just like no. 
the pro- the process. It's, it's, it's a journey. You know, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna take you know five steps forward, maybe two come back. Um, you know, you no, know, when you're when you're losing weight, you know, it's not gonna be all. You know, just gonna lose thirty yeah. pounds all at it's once. It's gonna be up way. and down. Yeah, yeah. You got you know. So um, that incremental growth. Um, you know, just being kind to yourself um, and looking at you know ways you can improve. Yeah, you know, I'm all for that. And what does the future look like for you post-COVID? That is a good question. Um, I think there's a part of me that is like, like wait and see. Um, but there's a part of me that's like, um, if we don't take time to look forward, and even if looking forward means like looking at past examples of things that have happened in the past, which have been similar, this is yeah. completely game-changing, right? Completely unprecedented. Mm-hmm. Um but if we don't take time to think about like, um, you know, what things could mean going forward, we could end up the losers. And I, I don't mean that. I, th- I think this would be a great time to learn some skills, which, you know, once everything, once the dust is settled, you can benefit from. Um, that's a good question. I, I you know, I haven't, I haven't really thought too much about like what this, there's a bunch of things I've wanted to do. Um, like, um, uh, I think last time I was on the show, I told you I'm going to do more video, and I think you can yeah. see from my setup, I've been working on You're that. Getting there, yeah. Uh, I'm getting, I'm getting there. Um, so video is a skill, definitely. 2020 for me was going to be definitely the year of more video, um, and just doing more stuff like this, connecting with people, and so on and so forth, being more thoughtful. Um, I definitely had some experiences last year in my work where it's like I've established a voice in mm-hmm. terms of the way in which I want to say stuff, but now I need to work out what I want to say. And um, what do you think stopping I, you? I, th- some, I think sometimes we can be afraid of how successful something can be. There's, it's a, it's a fear of failure. And sometimes if you've reached a particular height in something else and people have a certain expectation to view, yeah. if you go to put out anything else and it doesn't quite match up to that, you're worried that people are going to be like, nah, it's not great. So that, that can sometimes be, and I've got such an established visual style. And I want my video to be of a, of a similar standard. Um, you know, there's, there's little things like, you know, um, coming up with all the reasons why you shouldn't do something. I guess there's, there might be only one or two reasons why you should do it, but those might have more weight yeah. than the reasons why you shouldn't do it. Cause you can come up with reasons not to do something all day. And I think the thing is with that though, it's like, you can never be the best person at something unless you've actually gone to do it it's like you can look at every single tutorial available you can watch every single video going but it's like until you actually go out there and do it you're never going to get to a stage where you're at that level yeah you cannot learn to swim if you're not in a swimming pool yeah boom thanks so much for coming on no worries and look forward to catching you up in the next six months yeah man (laughs) (laughs) let's keep in touch we'll chat soon yeah definitely man cool thanks so much for that no worries have a good one take it bye Thanks so much for listening. If you get any value from these episodes, it would mean the world to us if you could share the podcast with someone who needs it. You can always reach out to us on Instagram at rebelscreate or head over to creativerebels.co. And remember, always be creating. See ya.